and Dennis Stewart joining us for Health Naturally today. Um, Often you talk about things we should be able to change in our lifestyle, the way we live uh, in our recommendations for feeling good and being healthy. So how much do you really think that dietary change can affect our health? Well, Jane, I think there's evidence everywhere to suggest that um, sensible dietary change can alter the direction uh, of many diseases. A good example of that would be the way in which we know that type 2 diabetes, or what was once called late-onset diabetes, can frequently be controlled by changing diet and moving away from foods that create insulin resistance. So I think even in the area of that disease, most practitioners, health practitioners, medical and naturopathic, um, would say that dietary change, particularly there, is almost necessary in order to get control of that disease. Let's go to Dale, who has rung in on 49216216, as you can. He's from Warrabrook. Hello, Dale. Oh, good afternoon, Dennis. How are you? I'm well indeed. How are you? Not too bad, thank good, you. Good, good. Look, I just have a question regarding shingles. Yes. Um, they presented on Monday Yes. Uh, a rash on the right-hand side rib cage, about oh, as big as your hand, I suppose. Yes, yes. Uh, I consulted my GP on Tuesday good, and he good. prescribed me a... Uh, AC Clover, yes, is yes. that how you pronounce yes, it? Yes, that's very effective medication. If you get onto uh, shingles quickly enough, that medication can be very, very helpful. In, right, in, well, I've been on them since then. I, yes. I got the prescription filled good. on Tuesday good. afternoon and good. I've been taking them good. religiously good. Good. Ever, ever since. Good. Um, we've, been, we've been battering some um, calamine lotion on as well. Yes. Um, not so much as an itch. I've resisted every temptation mm. to, to mm. scratch the things, but it's a, it's just more of a burning thing than okay. anything. Look, the um, sensation. You, you've only had it for a few days since, since mon- Monday afternoon. I noticed it. Yeah. Yes, late Monday afternoon. Because you've got onto the uh, a doctor's medication quickly enough, um, those symptoms you're experiencing shouldn't develop uh, into into very much more. Uh, right. Some t- sometimes, sometimes um, this condition can develop what's called a, a post-hepatic neuralgia where, right. you, where you can develop a quite considerable pain as, as a consequence of this condition, particularly when it's not immediately managed. Sure. Um, this doesn't sound at this stage as though it's drifting in that direction and probably what you're doing with calamine lotion is as good as anything. The, only, right. uh, the only other suggestion I might make uh, is that sometimes the topical use of what's called St John's Ward Oil is a useful agent, um, particularly once the blisters have dissipated. Have the blisters gone, so to speak? No, they haven't. They okay. haven't. It's pretty well, red okay. at the well, moment. You, um, obviously, when you put the calamine yes. lotion on, and unfortunately, yeah. I'm a right-hand side sleeper too, so yes. I'm sort of rolling around on the, on the thing during sleep, Yes, uh, which you know is possibly aggravating it. Okay. Look, what I'd suggest you do is... Um, if once the the blisters dissipate or go, it's it's easier to manage, in my opinion. And there, using things like St John's Wort oil is a useful uh, follow up procedure. Right. If to if sort of re- repair the skin yeah, a little bit, maybe. Yeah. If if the uh, if there emerges a painful situation, um, you can get hold of a product from your pharmacist called Zostrix. Z O S. Heard of Zostrix? Yeah. Yes. Now Zostrix should not be put. Uh, onto the the, the blister uh, lesion, Zostrix should be applied when 
the blisters have gone, so to speak, and in your yeah. case, I would suspect that they would go rather quickly seeing your doctor has treated you promptly. But right. if, if there is a post-hepatic neuralgia developing, Zostrix from the pharmacist can be useful in aborting that pain and allowing you to work through it. So right. I think at this stage, it's early days, give the medication a chance to do its job. Yeah. I think good old calamine lotion is probably as good as you're going to get and as safe as you can get. But uh, when you're at the pharmacist, perhaps getting the Zostrix, um, talk to him about something with a little bit of menthol in it. All right, yes. Now, run it past him because, again, whilst menthol has some useful, uh, mild, topical analgesic and anti-itch characteristics, it might not be an ideal thing to put on an open lesion. But there are a number of pharmacy preparations that incorporate menthol, and I'm a great fan of the topical use of menthol for for dealing with irritable and particularly itching conditions. So run that past him. I'd get some Zostrix and have on hand, and while you're there, talk to him about... uh, perhaps uh, when it would be appropriate to use some menthol. Some menthol-based stuff, yeah. If, but again, talk to him about whether or not that would be desirable to put on the condition at this stage. I suspect not, and working with your calamine might be as good as you can get. Great. Thank you very much, Dennis. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dale. Thanks for your call, Dale. 49216216, and that's the number that Doreen has rung. You're from the mid-north coast. Doreen? Yes, dear. Hello, Doreen. Hi, Dennis. How are you? Oh, well, indeed. Thank you for my call. It's a pleasure. Uh, I uh, have a little problem um, with uh, a build-up of uh, wax in yes. my right yes. ear, yes. so the GP told me. Yes. But uh, he only suggested a couple of drops of olive oil yes. uh, um, for you know, three times a day, one drop three yeah. times a day. Well, I'm a great fan of that. Yeah, are you? I'm a great fan of olive oil. You can get uh, other preparations from the pharmacist. I think one of them is called Ceramol or something like that. But um, even with my own kids, I always found that um, a couple of drops of warm olive oil persevered with over a period of time seemed to do the job. So I think I'd go by what your GP said, Doreen. Okay, then. Yeah, well, I've tried it off for uh, two or three weeks and yep. it didn't seem to improve and I'm due to go back, okay. uh, but if, I haven't... Um, if, if it's not improving, it, yeah. m- it might imply uh, that your ears need to be syringed. Yes, well, he, the GP suggested that he didn't uh, believe in that because okay. they might do damage to the hairs around the eardrum or whatever okay. and... I can't relate to that. Well, I, I, I can see where he's coming from, but from my own experience, my left ear periodically uh, becomes stubbornly uh, impacted with wax, and I have a very good ch- GP that I've known all my life, and um, inevitably uh, the, the thing that clears it is his expertise in, in, in syringing my ear. So I can only speak from my own experience. Yes, yes. I yes. respect what your GP is saying, but yes. at the end of the day, um, if... Uh, the olive oil is not working, well, you need to talk to him about an alternative to it. And I've mentioned that preparation, I think it's called Ceramol. I, I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Or, or outside of that, you you would have to look, I presume, at something like a, a syringing process. Yes, well, that's going to be my next step. Yeah. Uh, yes. Is it in uh, both ears or just one no, ear? Only, only my yeah. right yeah, ear. Yeah, well, mine's always the left. Dennis, yes. Since I've been to him, yeah. um, I was having a little problem with it, and yes. he looked in them. He said, oh, well, there's wax in this one and do the olive oil treatment. Yes, yes. Um, but now I can't hear in that right ear. So, oh. you know, it's, it has the olive oil hasn't helped. Mm, okay. Uh, so that's what I mean. I'm looking for the alternative. Um, yeah. 
of what else I can do. Well, anything to do with the year, you would appreciate, has to be uh, treated cautiously. Yes, I and, understand And, and that, conservatively, yes. and I think the advice that he's given you is, is good. Um, if it's stubborn, well, then you'll have to look at the, the possibilities and also the ramifications of more sophisticated therapy. But there's nothing in our system that I would confidently recommend to you. Health Naturally right now on 2NURFM, taking your calls on 49216216. And Shireen. Hello, Hi, Shireen. How are you, Meryl? No, I'm Jane, and we've got Dennis oh, here. Sorry. So he's... Sorry. Just waiting for your question. Okay, so, um, Dennis, you were just speaking with the lady who has the problem with waxy ear. Yes. Um, A couple of years ago, I got a terrible ear infection that was caused by sodium laurel sulfate. Oh, dear. Yeah, now my doctor suggested that I use a mixture of hydrogen peroxide and water, so 50-50 blends, and it's the pain, it dissolves all the muck in your ear and within a couple of days I was well again and I've used that remedy ever since to keep my ears clean and it works really well and it's quite soothing also. Well that's that's very good feedback. My, my, my comment would be Shireen that it, your condition was seemingly more associated with an infection rather than a benign build-up of wax. Um, so that preparation you've spoken about may well be useful for that under your doctor's instruction, but I would not feel comfortable about recommending that just for the simple uh, management of, of build-up of wax. But thanks for ringing in and good feedback. Yes, it's great to hear. And Pamela's rung in on 49216216. Hello, Pamela. Oh, hello, Dennis. Thank you for taking my call. It's my, my pleasure, course. my pleasure. Um, Dennis, I suffer from um, restless legs and burning feet, and I'm wondering if there's any um, okay. natural cure for that. Have, how long have you been battling with your burning oh, feet or restless legs? Quite a while now. And you've probably tried many preparations, have you? Uh, um, at the moment I'm on um, magnesium. Mm-hmm. That's all. And how long have you been using magnesium? Oh, probably the best 12 months. Yeah, or more. Okay. Does your feet burn? Yes. Oh, yes. And, and it's burning. It's not just restless. It's actually burning. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Look, yep. what I'd suggest you do here is try a couple of herbs that are useful for promoting what we call improvement in peripheral circulation. Yes. So um, a couple of simple herbs to start with. Uh, yes. The most important herb would be an American herb called prickly ash. Prickly Now, prickly ash is famous for its ability to address multiple conditions of the periphery, particularly where we suspect, and I say we suspect, that it might have something to do with circulation. And here I'm using that hypothesis of it being a circulatory problem to recommend the use of prickly ash. Prickly ash usually, with other herbs that promote peripheral improvement, such as ginger, has some some effect on the condition. So I'd be suggesting that uh, perhaps you, you go to the Vitology Health Food Store at, at Warners Bay yes, and, yes, and, and, and talk to them about getting some prickly ash yes. in conjunction with or in, in conjunction with some ginger and, uh-huh. and, and giving yourself a try with that. I would still recommend that you work with magnesium 
Right, it's, so keep on the money yeah, look, that's it's, where it's, I get it, it from. It, it's, the, a, um, it's a slow achiever, but okay. um, many of my patients and clients uh, vouch for the benefits of what we call the chronic use of magnesium. So don't give up on that, but, mm-hmm. but append to it either one or both of those herbs, which over the years have given me some useful results in addressing this puzzling problem. Wonderful. Thank you so much, okay. Dennis. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Pamela. And I will go to Warner's Bay Shop, yep. meet okay. your lovely son, yep. and um, get those products. Well, there you go. Okay, Pamela. And magnesium is actually, Dennis, uh, quite an interesting... It um, is. Um, what is it? It's a mineral, isn't it? It's yeah. a mineral, frequently prescribed with calcium, but in recent times it's, it's come on board and being used in, in, a, in, a, in a way that perhaps historically it hasn't been used in, and that is to address particularly what we suspect to be neurological problems, uh, nerve-based conditions that affect the peripheries more so, things like, um, uh, well, what you call crampy conditions, uh, things that are more neurological than circulatory. And this is why I said to that lady, look, um, stay with the magnesium because it may be that there's a neurological factor here. I'm working on the hypothesis that Shireen, that, uh, that Pamela's problem was more to do with circulation. Put the two together, the emerging benefits of magnesium supplementation for peripheral neurological problems with the potential of these two herbs to promote improved uh, circulation, there's a possibility she can do better. Health Naturally on 2NURFM for our sponsor Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. And we're taking your calls on 49216216. Frank's rung in from Bellbird. Hello, Frank. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm well, Frank. How are you? Uh, could be better. Good, good. How can we help? Um, I've been diagnosed with a blockage in the artery. Yes. In my leg. Yes. Um, I've got to go back now. We have exact... I was there on Tuesday for ultrasound yes. and everything else. Um and I've got to see the specialist again next Tuesday. Yes. To find out. Yes. What he's going to do with it. Yes. But um, this has been going on now for six months or so. Yes. And yeah. I walk for oh twenty metres or so. Yes. And I've got to sit down. The agony in my leg is yes. is unreal. It's what's called intermittent claudication. Yeah. And what's happening there is, as a result of the blockage in your circulation your calf muscles are not getting adequate perfusion with blood and are under-oxygenated, and uh, that's causing you the pain and distress. Frank, uh, are you an elderly person? I'm 74. Okay, well, that's not old. Um, (laughs) Are are, are you on a a lot of medication? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, Has your uh, surgeon or specialist implied that um, surgery would be um, appropriate for you? Well, I saw him about a month ago and he was talking about amputation. Oh dear, okay. Well, your circulation must be very, very bad. Uh, um, What sort of feeling have you got in your feet and toes? I've got natural feeling in there because I've got one artery that is clear. Okay. Well, look... um, I think he might have been um, surmising in in a lot of ways, you know. Okay. Look, um, please don't interpret this as, as being an alternative to what your specialist is going to suggest. I won't. I but won't, no. but I, I had a situation years ago in my rooms at Gosford where a gentleman um, had very, very bad peripheral circulation and, in fact, one of his legs was amputated at, at Gosford Hospital and when he was coming out 
of either the operation or the hospital, it was stated to him that it wouldn't be long before he was back in to have the same procedure done on his other leg because the circulation on his other leg was deteriorating rapidly. Now, that gentleman was panic-stricken, and I remember him coming to my rooms in Gosford. His wife brought him in in a wheelchair, and it was a long shot. But I suggested suggested that he go on to the herb called ginkgo biloba and the American herb prickly ash. Ginkgo is renowned around the world for promoting improvement in peripheral circulation and is useful in intermittent claudication. I put that gentleman on those two herbs and much to the amazement of his medical managers, one who was a lovely Pakistani doctor that used to visit him regularly in his mansion at Kilcare, that gentleman, uh, as far as I know, if he's still alive, still has his leg. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what I guess I'm saying here is um, your specialist would know best but I would, uh, I would be keen to exploit any possibility, uh, and in particular those two herbs, as a means perhaps, perhaps, and I say perhaps, of uh, giving you something um, to, to work on and raise with him. Those two herbs, ginkgo and also the American herb prickly ash, I'd be my wife sitting in the back room writing okay. all this. Oh, well, that's good. I, I'd be I'd be fighting tooth and nail to give those a go go for, as a means of hanging onto the leg. Run it past your specialist, and and if you've got a computer, get up and Google them both up, and you'll see why I've got uh, such confidence in them. I'm, I'm computer illiterate. Well, you might be a bit better, Frank. <laughs> but anyway, get the, those two herbs are what it need to be thought about. I said to him when he mentioned about amputation, I said, well, you can pay for a chauffeur for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife doesn't drive. Okay, okay. I have to learn to drive left-footed. Well, those, those two herbs would be certainly something that if I were in your situation, I'd be giving consideration to. Definitely, indeed. Now, I did mention that we were going to talk about honey, Dennis. Um, there is something in the paper today about um, honey imports, and maybe there aren't quite such strict mm. controls. Well, Jane, you and I have had many conversations on this program this year about honey, and listeners know that I see honey as not just an alternative sweetening agent. I see honey as a remarkable medicinal food, and I've been very annoyed over the years to discover that around the world um, a large amount of honey is being marketed which isn't honey. Really? It's referred to as the honey scam. It's well known and called up in many rural journals, uh, and it's a scam where uh, products are called honey but which in fact are made up from things such as corn syrup and sugar. And it has come to our attention that some products that have been coming into Australia have not been honey, but have been what we'd refer to as bastardised products, inasmuch as they're based on agents other than the product of the bee. And I was pleased in our local newspaper this morning, the Newcastle Herald, which I read every morning, and so does my wife, I was pleased to read that article, which I direct listeners to read. Fake honey claims not so sweet. Here it's come out into the open that what I always knew and what I've always encouraged listeners to be cautious of That is, when you are purchasing honey, make sure you're not getting what I call scam honey and look for honey that is genuinely, genuinely Australian-made. And whilst there are some excellent Australian-made products of honey on the supermarket, 
my direction always is wherever possible in my opinion the best honey is that which is straight from the honey honey straight from the hive and ideally from local producers who sell at markets so i encourage listeners to read the article to be aware purchaser beware if you're a honey fan as i am in fact this afternoon i'll be working with my bees make sure if you want to get the best out of honey which in my opinion is a is a miraculous food make sure you're using proper honey ideally australian honey make sure it's got the australian label on it or preferably in my opinion get it from your market from your local honey producer where it hasn't gone through so many steps Absolutely. if you Absolutely. buy direct from the producer i suppose the best thing is to have your own bees well of course you're, you're <laughs> preaching to the converted there jane you're <laughs> preaching to the converted <laughs> we're not quite all in that position are we to um, have the knowledge and well the... in fact it might come to the point where governments might end up encouraging um people to have a beehive or two in their backyard uh, because the crisis with reference to the bees, is becoming universal. And in the Land newspaper, which I read every week, and I'm looking at an edition in front of me now, in this week's edition of The Land, there is an article dealing with the way in which the government now is becoming increasingly vigilant in making sure that many diseases that affect bees are kept at bay from Australia. Because at this stage, Australia is probably one of the last bastions of beekeeping where the bees have not been decimated by some of the exotic diseases that have wiped them out in other places. So um, we, 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 we perhaps laugh and, and, and are jocular about uh, bees and beehives, but remember, as Alfred Einstein said, when the bees have gone, civilization has gone. Uh, well, he knew he was ahead of his time, that's, wasn't that's he, in many statement. different things. That's a true statement. This is Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre on 2NURFM. It's a quarter to one and we're taking your calls on 49216216. Dawn has rung in from Mount Hutton. Hello, Dawn. Oh, hello, Dennis. How are you? I'm well indeed. Good. Um, I'm ringing about skin. Yes, I bruise so easily. Yes. I'm in the garden a lot, and mm. cutting trees and things, and they take so long to heal. It's only on the bottom half of my arms. Okay. It doesn't seem to affect me anywhere else. You're not on any blood thinners? No. Okay. It's just something that is you, so to speak. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, two little it's things... It's only you... really happened in the last two years. I think uh, um, as we get older, Dawn, I think um, our capillaries become a little bit more fragile. So what I'm going to recommend are two simple things that are not going to cost you very much and are not going to, are not going to interfere with any medical treatment you might be having. No, I'm not on any medical Well, there treatment. you go. I'll try anything. Okay. <laughs> well, look, um, what are called bioflavonoids yes. have a remarkable reputation for okay. uh, strengthening the small blood vessels. Okay. And one of them, R-U-T-I-N, rutin is a well-known bioflavonoid which would be available in preparations either from your pharmacy or your health food store. Okay. Now, if you have a computer, Google up Rutin and you'll see um, how it's been used for addressing uh, minor problems associated with the skin, such as uh, capillary fragility. Okay. So it's not something that's going to work overnight. You would need to see it as a supplement taken usually with vitamin C. Now, the second thing I would suggest is that have on hand a good preparation of arnica, say some arnica cream. Mm -hmm. Arnica cream is remarkable for its history in resolving bruising. 
So it must never be used on open wounds. But where there is a bruising, um, uh, as in this case where you've got these fragile capillaries, it may hasten the uh, resolution of the condition. So those two little things, inexpensive, need to be persevered with, very safe and available from either your pharmacy or your health food store. Okay, there's nothing to toughen the skin, is there? It's just that. I think it's just you, um, yeah. Dawn. I think as as we get older, mm. um, so things... depressing with the summer too, and the short sleeves and. Yeah, well, um, you know, I guess that you. <laughs> I come back to the point that as, <laughs> I know. Look, I'll try as, as we as we as we move on. <laughs> so try that anyway, Dawn. Yes, uh, isn't it funny? Perhaps we could introduce a fashion for polka dot skin or something. Oh, well, that's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> Well done, Jane. That was a good contribution. <laughs> 49216216 for your question for Dennis. Mary's rung in from Dungog. Hello, Mary. Hello, how are you? I'm well, Mary. Um, that's good. Um, my husband has Parkinson's. He was diagnosed last year with it, and um, he's on medication. Yes. They're actually trying um, different sorts of medication. Yes. Um, I was just wondering if there was anything natural he could take that may just help him feel a bit better. He's been feeling really tired and the doctors sort of say that's just, um, you know, sort of a side, like not a side effect, but that's just because of the Parkinson's and mm. the medication isn't 100 I mean, I know it's not 100%. He definitely feels better on it. Good, but, good. Um, good. Look, Mary, yeah. the, 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 the management for Parkinson's disease rightly belongs in the ballpark of the medical profession, but uh, yep. my view is that he could be, uh, get some benefit uh, by going on to some ginseng. Oh, okay. Now, yep. I've talked about ginseng on the program before, and ginseng is an ideal remedy to non-specifically um, help the body. That is, it's more of a tonic remedy. It doesn't address any one particular disease. In Chinese medicine, it could be seen, and I use the term uh, fairly colloquially, it could be seen as an anti-aging remedy. It is very good in, in, in elderly males for uh, stabilising uh, and, and addressing mood swings and also uh, increasing the energy factor within the body. Now, I know I'm speaking loosely and popularly, but uh, ginseng is something that I have great regard for and I've seen evidence of it, um, not only when it has been used by Asian men, but also Australian men, that it does contribute to the body's resistance to many diseases and it might just give your husband an edge. Get him onto some ginseng. Okay. What... um not likely to interfere with the other medications that he's taking. Okay, or... now to get, to go through that would be quite significant, um, and we wouldn't have time. But yep. what I suggest you do, you'd have a pharmacy in Dungog. Yep. Okay, and they would have some ginseng, I'm sure. What yep. you should do, I suggest, is go to your pharmacist, uh, discuss with him what I have said, and get him to do a medication review to make sure that there's nothing in the ginseng that would clash with what he's taking. I would be very, very surprised if there were anything in the ginseng that would clash with what he's taking. But if he's on multiple medications, it would be always wise to get his pharmacist to do a review. To NURFM, Health Naturally is the program, hoping you're feeling good. And Diane has rung in from Bellbird Heights. Hello, Diane. Oh, hello, Dennis. How are you? I'm well. How are you? 
Good, thank you. Um, I'm ringing about my granddaughter. She's um, a teenager. Yes. And she has really bad mood swings and um, you know what teenage girls are like. I do, I do. And (laughs) she's she's rather on the plumpy side. She's not obese or anything, Mm -hmm. but she's plump, she's tall and she's rather a big girl. And I think she worries about her weight and her skin because, you know, she gets pimples and... Um, I don't think she has much self-confidence in herself at the moment. Yes. Look, it seems to me that um, she would probably benefit from some counselling or speaking with someone who can address what you uh, perhaps rightly said, that it's a a matter of self-esteem and uh, it's probably more in the area of advice and counselling rather than the area of medication. Um, uh, what I suggest. I thought you might be able to suggest something for her skin. Or yes, something. I, I can do that. I, it would seem to me that her skin at this stage may have something to do with what her hormones are doing. And there is a very, very useful herb which forms the basis of most of my um, acne preparations, particularly for young people. And it's called Chaste Tree. C H A S T E. Chaste Tree. Yeah, taste tree, yes. Some, sometimes known as Vitex, V-I-T-E-X. Yes. Now, that would be available from Mark Brown's um, shop oh, yes, there. In, you in know, Mark. Plaza. Yeah, yes, I know him. He's a good operator. Mark would carry that herb. Vitex, uh, taken in conjunction, say, with some zinc. Yes. Are two useful natural substances that will go some way along the, the pathway of, of lessening the the acne condition. If the acne condition is quite aggressive, obviously it needs medical management. Oh, yeah. Well, she has been. She does. She has been taking tablets from the doctor. Good, good. But um, she's just. Um, I don't think they're helping her that much. Okay. And I was thinking that there may be something natural that might help her with her mood. And well, um, as far as as far as the moods are concerned, Vitex. Uh, is useful and it's particularly used for what's called the premenstrual syndrome as well as being useful for acne. So it's a good start, but m- talk to, to Mark also about St John's wort. I will. Those two herbs, St John's wort, Vitex, I have prescribed many, many uh, years those two herbs for this condition with young adolescent uh, young ladies and they inevitably help to some degree. Use the zinc supplement as well and she's obviously using a, a, a facial preparation. Oh, she is, yes. Oh, my daughter spends oh, so much money on them. She has yeah. a boy that's 15 and he, um, she spends so much money yeah. on them for their skin and yeah. things like that. Good on her. But look, that, that's a start. Um, if if she likes, she can always contact me in my rooms at Cessnock at, at Bowen's Natural Therapy Clinic in, in Cumberland Street. Um, I'm there once a month. So if this recommendation uh, doesn't help or she's not satisfied, she'd be very welcome to come and see us there. And I think if she was to lose a little bit of weight, that would help her a lot more too. But I think, and that's probably uh, something that needs to be worked on and, and encourage, and I know there are some useful um, businesses in the Cessnock region that would be able to help her with that. Yes, uh, I think that's what she needs also. Yeah, I think so. Okay, that sounds like some uh, good for, uh, courses mm. to follow, and that's uh, Health Naturally busy program, for today. Jane. Very yeah, busy very indeed, good. Dennis, very good. some good words of advice, and we look forward to Health Naturally again next week, next Friday, after the midday news on 2NURFM. <laughs>